this is Coaches Chat, and I'm Betsy Foster. You're in for some thoughtful conversations with fitness industry professionals, musings on current topics in the wellness field, and actionable advice for building a thriving career as a fitness professional. At Foster Strength, my mission is to lead and educate colleagues in the fitness industry to deliver client-centered coaching that gets clients real results built on sound scientific principles, encourages them to build a long and fulfilling relationship with exercise, and disrupts toxic fitness culture to foster an inclusive industry. Let's get going. Welcome back to another episode of Coaches Chat. Betsy Foster here. I'm excited to hop on today and talk to you a little bit about putting some strategies in place to help you feel confident and comfortable with your exercise programming and to determine whether or not they are effective. That is like number one the concern that I see from new trainers of, of like the top three concerns. Number one is probably programming, exercise programming. And you may have heard me speak about this kind of ad nauseum, but the deal is one, there's a lot of pressure on exercise programming as if it's the end all be all of what creates success for a client. And I don't believe that is the case. It is a huge piece of it. And that's why we spend time on it and cover it. But it's not something that makes or breaks the experience in such a detrimental way. Of course, we want to be safe, effective, um, intentional, all of those things. But I think there's sort of this fear-based teaching that makes um, new trainers, new coaches, or people who are switching into the career almost too tentative to try things because they're so afraid of like what their programming means, not necessarily for their clients. I think a lot of times it's almost more the colleagues, the professionals around them. There's a concern, um, a fear over judgment. So I think that's part of the fear that goes into it. Your clients are going to be generally really pleased with the thought you put into it, the focus um, toward their goals, things like that. So I think it's, I tend to think it's more of a fear around what other people, specifically those already in the industry are thinking about it. And I hate that vibe. And then the other reason is just, and I I talk about this at nauseum too, but here's the thing, a self-study certification a uh, personal training certification course, a CPT kind of course, even the CSES, there's just not enough time to cover all that you need for the applied setting of coaching in real life. Um, and that, that's just because, one, there's a lot to cover. You know, they have, you have to cover anatomy, physiology, energy systems, assessment, Uh, then programming, then movement coaching. So all of these things, you're getting basically a sample. It's like you're going to Costco. You're getting enough to go, I definitely, okay, maybe that's a little bit extreme. You're getting more than that. You're getting enough to um, 
to feel like you've got a baseline, but it feels shaky. It feels like you could have more. It feels like I've got this, but I have to see how it works in real life. Um, And you don't get a lot of oftentimes support or mentorship in that because most of the time these are self-study courses. You're doing them on your own. If you have questions or concerns, it's not as readily available to get answers from people who are kind of putting those methods into practice. So today what I want to talk about a little bit is this question of, am I getting it right? Am I getting my exercise programming right? I want to talk about that question, then I want to talk about methods for which you can test it, measure it. In a science-based career, we love to measure things. And that's actually really helpful because it's the only way we can tell if progress is really happening. But we need to know sort of what we need to measure and what tools we can use. And we want to simplify these tools so that our whole existence doesn't become about measurement and not being present with our client or not like wasting a ton of time. Again, we want to sort of balance our time commitment with our compensation, in essence. So the first thing I want to talk about is when we ask the question, am I getting it right? I think that's the wrong question because in big air quotes, what is right? That is, I think, most, most of the time, a really subjective question. There is no objective right or wrong because there are so many variables to which sort of create the definition of right for that situation. And right and wrong is such a dichotomy. It's such a black and white. And, and in what we're doing, especially as data collectors, especially as people who are taking this information and just using it to to create step-by-step change, we can get paralyzed by that right or wrong. So instead, the question that I think is more helpful is, is my program effective for the client, the goal, the particular situation that it applies to? One, that helps us get really specific about what it is we're working on and who we are working with, but it also takes away the right or wrong because I could have five trainers training the same person with the same goals, all with varied programs, pretty different in nature, and all of them could be effective. But there isn't one of them that is right and one of them that is wrong. So I think that's an important thing to think about. So instead, we're going to start asking Are my programs effective? And we know that by measuring progress over time. But we can also sort of check because the concern there is like, are you waiting till the last minute to find out if your program is effective? Are you doing it for six weeks and realizing you missed a huge thing? It got you nowhere. You're stuck. And instead, what I'm asking for the effectiveness is to start looking at some big things you want to see from your program. So we're going to talk about two little tools here that I use to assess my programs and that you can use as well. So one is going to be a checklist and you are going to define the things that need to go on that checklist. So in this checklist, 
you may find that for your particular client, you want to make sure that they have the primal movement patterns, squat, hinge, uh, push, pull, the whole thing. You might want to have all of those on your checklist. You may also want to have anterior and posterior chain on your checklist to make sure that you're covering both of those elements. You may want all three planes of motion listed so that you can make sure you're covering those. You may want to include energy systems because there's specific things that you want to work in there. Your checklist is an is a measure of, I think these things need to be covered in my client's program ahead of time. They are not necessarily exercises, specific exercises. They're more big, overarching sort of themes, concepts, ways that we ultimately like funnel our exercise selection through. But then When you do select those exercises, when you do select those rep ranges or whatever that might be, you go back over the program and then you say, did I hit hinge? Look at this program, day two, I have three hinge movements, check. Great, you've got that checked off and now you can feel pretty confident that at least for these six, 12 weeks, you have done this and you can come back to it later and see If that didn't work after the end, maybe you need to add something else on your checklist. In the same way, you can take a look at your checklist and you can maybe even tag, uh, typically what I do is like look at all the exercises and add next to the checklist, like which one falls in these categories, so to speak. And I have a little chart that I, I teach with when I teach new trainers, I teach with this chart that I think is really helpful. Um, when when I do that, I can see, oh my goodness, I really favor these movements in the sagittal plane, and I'm totally missing these transverse movements. It's only coming up once in three training sessions a week. And for this individual, please note that I'm saying for this individual, I really want to have that more frequently. I want that to be there more frequently in their program. And I wouldn't have seen it if I couldn't step away from it and get sort of a a big uh, bird's eye view of it and use my checklist as a sort of objective measure. It allowed me to, to see what my leanings are. Where do I favor certain things? So I think that's really helpful. So this checklist serves to make sure that you're covering what you wanna cover as well as make you aware of any of your natural tendencies, your natural biases, places where you're lacking some things. And then with that, you can decide if you want to like lean away from it or lean into it. That's not my place to say. So I love that checklist strategy and I created a PDF to help people create that strategy. It's going to be in my free programming course, but I'll talk about that at the end. So the other tool is a goal chart. And this goal chart is going to have the one, two, three, however many of these primary goals your client has on one column of this chart or yeah, on the rows of the chart. I don't know. So it's on one side. And then what you're doing is going back through the program you designed 
and saying, ah, this person has a pull-up goal. So I'm looking back into my program and I'm seeing, oh, this exercise, this exercise, this exercise all add to the pull-up goal. Great. Um, these exercises may not just be assisted pull-ups. You might be throwing in all of your elbow flexion work, all your bicep curls, all your hollow body work is going in that section. So you can see like, oh, I'm hitting all the things I need to hit in order to help that individual get them to their goal. That's awesome. Like what a great way to visualize it. I like to even add the things that uh, you that aren't just exercises. So like if they have a strength goal, I list that I did this rep range or this uh, rest so that I can really visualize, oh yeah, I am working them toward that goal because I have intentionally selected this rest period. Um, I Maybe their goal is a little bit more not specific exercise focus. So maybe they have a quality of life goal that they want to get up and down easier. Well, I'm putting everything that I have intentionally thought about into that column. And it helps me, one, keeps me in check and goes, did I really think about their goal or did I make a program that I like? Did I pick the exercises I like? No, by using this tool, I've looked back. I've seen exactly what um, what I have chosen that aligns with their specific goal. Cool. I feel good about that. But it also serves as a tool for when your clients are sort of, maybe they have questions about why they're doing a certain exercise. You have a, you literally have a chart you've already made. You have made this chart where you can say, oh, this is why we do this. This is why we do that. One, that's an incredible selling tool. It's an incredible buy-in tool. But it's also just a reminder to yourself, you do put thought into this. And maybe if you're not explaining to your clients why they do the things that they're doing more regularly, it reminds you to do that. So that is sort of the goal check-in chart. I also created a PDF for that for people to just easily input those options. And I sort of, so in this I, uh, seven day free course I have coming up, it's called Level Up. It's a free programming course open to anybody. Um, it has video lessons online. You get these, and in these video lessons, I'm explaining a little bit more about these charts. So what I'm doing is talking you through like how you use them and what you do. Um, so you can download the charts from the course, they'll be on the, um, there'll be resources that are included, and then watch these lessons and apply these um, tools to your programming. I think a lot of times we give you all the front end stuff. We say, this is what you should be thinking about. This is what you should do. But nobody says like, how do I know if I'm doing it? And right, yeah, did my client get better? Sure. But how long do you need to wait to see that? You're not that's in the, that's sometimes the movement coaching too. That's sometimes the observation. So it's not just the isolated program. So these are tools to just get you thinking about the specific program and to make sure that all these sort of big higher level concepts we learned about programming the foundations, how we can really make them applicable to actually what we're doing. That's the biggest gap to me. 
that's where the connections aren't being made. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know that for strength, I got to use these reps. And I know that if this person wants chest, I got to do bench press or whatever. But like, what does it look like actually in the program? So this episode is going to drop on February 7th, Monday, February 7th. And the free level up course begins on Thursday, February 10th. There are some live calls with it too. They're hosted through a website called Crowdcast. It's a really good webinar live call um, platform. And one, I always like to tell this, you're not on video in these live courses, uh, at least with me. In this version with the Crowdcast for the free course, you are not on video. You are just watching me, which I think sometimes helps people. You know, not everybody wants to be on Zoom with their face on it. This is actually a webinar. The live calls, the live lectures are webinars. So you are not on there. I think that's helpful. Um, But there are also, there are three of those over the seven days, along with the whole coursework that's on the um, platform that you get. But if you can't attend those live calls, you get access to the replays. The Crowdcast sends you a link and you get to watch those replays whenever. So you have you know, unending access to that. So I think it's a really full course. It kind of hits this self-study area. It hits the lecture where you're getting real-time stuff. And then we've got discussion boards and connection opportunities. So I can really connect with you on what it is you're working on. So I am just so psyched about this. Like, I haven't been psyched about uh, a course like this in a long time. I'm ready. And I want you to be a part of it if you want to. So you can register for the course at bfosterstrong.com slash level up. That's easy. Um, or the link in my bio currently on Instagram, if this is before the 10th, up to the 10th, is that link. So you can just click on it. You leave your email name, it signs you up for the course, and then um, and you're prompted to an email that shows you all the details about what you need to do before we start on the 10th. Um, yeah, I'm stoked. If you've got questions about whether or not this is like kind of the right fit for you or if it, if you're going to like it or, you know, anything that I can sort of help you, I can reassure you or tell you like, no, actually you're right. This isn't the right thing for you. Um, you can email me Betsy at bfosterstrong.com or you can DM me on Instagram at foster underscore strength. All right. That's all for today. Hope those tools help you. Hope you can think that through. If you want a little more help on that um, and actually have the PDFs that I um, have, you can hop in that free course and it will be granted to you. Have a wonderful week. Do awesome things. Affect people in like a super great way. Yeah. All right. Until next time. Bye.